Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. At this time, I'd like to turn the conference over to Adam Hopkins. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you, and good afternoon, everybody. It's been a busy couple of weeks in the world of NXT. So without any further ado, I'd like to turn things over to W's Executive Vice President of Talent Live Events and Creative, Paul Levesque. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us today. As always, I appreciate uh, you being here and your support of all of this. Um, it's, uh, as as Adam said, very a uh, busy time, an exciting time, having just come back from the UK and the launch of the UK PC over there, which hopefully everybody has seen and, you know, kind of looked at, but a very exciting um, next step forward in sort of the global localization process and, and everything that we're doing um, really allows us to take what's already a very robust talent pool over there and, um you know, take them to another level. It was very clear when I was over there that they kind of, the talent that are there lit the fire for this and um, we're just going to help uh, pour gas on it and take it to another level. And uh, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the UK uh, Blackpool takeover event was super successful. I think from a, um, you know, creative or a uh, an execution standpoint, uh, very happy with it. And I think also the interest level just how it did viewership-wise, the buzz around it, uh, trending in the UK, US, uh, globally number one at one point, and globally number one, I think, for the almost the entire broadcast, and, and at one point, five out of the top ten global trends were about Blackpool, and when you consider that was up against uh, some pretty heavy playoff consideration with the NFL, um, pretty impressive. So, uh, But we are now here on the way into NXT TakeOver Phoenix. And, you know, once again, a very exciting card. You can look at this thing from top to bottom. I don't think there's really not a whole lot on it that you can't say could steal the show, whether it be the War Raiders versus the Undisputed Era, which, you know, time after time, the Undisputed Era guys uh, continue to show in, in a lot of ways why they're sort of a benchmark in the tag industry or, or you know, tag division across the industry. War Raiders <clears throat> coming off war games and, and uh, an, an unbelievable showing there. I think our 
taking it to another level. Now, Matt Riddle, who uh, harder to say enough of good stuff about, you know, he's just uh, a charisma force. And Cassius Ono, I don't think this will be a 10-second one this time, so it should be uh, could be a show stealer. North American Championship, Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano. I don't know how anybody will top that. Um, Ricochet is just Ricochet, like he says. The one and only Johnny Gargano just in some ways, Mr. Takeover just is con- con- continues to deliver time after time. For the women, Bianca Belair stepping into, you know, kind of the spotlight for her as somebody just walking in the door with us and, and kind of um, <clears throat> really new to this entire thing just continues to show what a phenomenal world-class athlete she is and has taken to this in an incredibly quick manner. Shayna Baszler continues to grow every single time I see her. And the from the time she worked with us at the Mae Young Classic, the first one to now, has just been remarkable growth and how much her character, everything else, has developed. developed. And then uh, Alistair Black and the NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa, just uh, ready to take that to another level. It's, it, you know, the storylines across the Black, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, that entire mix, um, it's just all delivering. So really excited about this card. And then coming out of Phoenix, we'll be on our way to, to New York and WrestleMania week. And, and that's just, we'll take it to a whole nother level. Um, so with that, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to open it up to everybody here and, and, uh, get into some questions. All right, guys, usual rules. One question, one follow-up, please per outlet. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. If you'd like to ask a question, you may signal us by pressing star one on your telephone keypad. Speakerphone today, please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach us. Once again, that's star one to ask a question. We'll move to our first question, and that'll be from Brian Fritz with Sporting News. Wow, the streak continues. Hey, Brian. I like it. I like where we're going here. Hey, Paul. Yeah, hey, so, um, it's a whole Velveteen. fresh start now. It is. So Velveteen Dream uh, recently put out a tweet that got a lot of people talking. Uh, he put out there talking about his worth and there won't be any appearances or performances from the Dream or my likeness. Uh, what was your reaction to it? And have you said anything to him regarding it? Or is there any kind of background to that tweet? I, I have not spoken to him about it. Um, he is uh, a remarkable young man that is wonderful, uh, wonderfully gifted on all levels and wonderfully gifted about creating buzz around himself as well. And, uh, call me up Vince, you know, it's, it's all, it's all good. He, he's, uh, he creates some buzz and that's a good thing. And, uh, having the ability to be that smart and that talented at the same time is a wonderful thing. When it comes to social media, I want to ask you a little bit more of a broad question about that because Social media and Twitter gets so much attention from fans and from media. I know WWE had social media training, but what in your mind is kind of the happy medium of trying to get buzz out there for somebody, but maybe not going into areas that you or other people want talent to really go into when it comes to social media? As far as meaning like in, inside is there a stuff line? giving away stories? Well, I'd look, I think we like don't, just, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, clearly there's, look, I think everybody in the world is trying to figure out the line of social media of what you can and cannot say. And, uh, you know, you see people all the time, uh, our industry and everywhere else saying things and then trying to backtrack it or walk it down. Or, you know, when you when you write something in 
however many characters you're allowed, it's limiting and can be taken out of context and everything else. So it's, it's, a, it's a sensitive subject for everybody, not just our industry, but for everybody. Um, clearly, there are parameters of things that you don't want to you don't want to touch on and you don't want to offend people and you want to stay as sort of neutral as possible. But I think for us, when it comes to the the business or, or sort of what we do, it's just not ruining the magic for fans and, and keeping them engaged and guessing. And, and I don't mean that the way I mean it with, or the way, the way it sounds like to say like, you know, you hear people, Oh my God, the kayfabe is dead. Um, really? Mm-hmm. You think, um, you know, people want to be engaged in it. They just don't want to be have things given away. You don't have to. You can follow the magician. He doesn't have to show you the tricks exactly how it's done. You still know it's magic. You still enjoy it. Um, I think all that stuff is there. I think there are moments in time um, where people are, or I shouldn't say moments in time. I think in the world today, people are just as fascinated about the true life human being as they are about the character they portray when they're seen on a television show or anything else. And I think people are also smart enough and savvy enough to know the difference between the two. Um, Hype, all those different things, they can be meaningful tools when done right and and pushed in the right direction. So it's, it's more guidance than it is anything else of trying to get the right thing done and not have people put their foot in their mouth of, you know, saying the wrong thing because it's easy to offend just about anybody nowadays. Thanks, Paul. I always appreciate the time and the calls. Thanks, Brian. Next, we'll move to Jason Powell with ProWrestling.net. Hey, Jason. Hey, Paul. How are you today? I'm good, man. Uh, A lot of speculation as to why the WrestleMania weekend takeover show and the Hall of Fame show swap dates. Can you clear that up and explain why that decision was made? I think business reasons for us is, uh, or I mean, in in general of not wanting to make fans choose and not wanting to make fans have to have to make a decision about what they want to go to. And, and um, it was just a better, better business and venue split for us. You know, it, it really was nothing more. Everybody reads into everything and it was really nothing more than that. It was the right business, um, right business move for us. And then also, no secret, a new player in the game with AEW, a lot of money what? behind it. <laughs> exactly. Does does that change anything for you guys, even if it's from a contractual standpoint of, of feeling the need to pay more to get the top-tier talent or just in any way for you guys? How are you approaching that? Yeah, I mean, it's clearly something that we'll keep an eye on um, and clearly something that they're out there um, doing their business, but we'll do what's right what is right for our business, what's what's right for WWE, what we feel is right for the fans, um, the WWE universe, our fan base, everybody in general, um, and what's right for us. It's a, it's, they're all business decisions, and and it's, um, you know, we'll continue to monitor everything, and, and we've, you know, it's, we, we say it all the time, but it's the truth. It's not just uh, a competitor like that. It's not, ju- we compete against everything. And, and, you know, I, I know you've heard it said that in, in the business world today, when you're a, a content provider, you compete against everything, including sleep, including the Internet and everything else. Like everybody has a thousand pulls on their time on a daily basis. So you want to keep your eye on everything and try to be as relevant as possible um, at all times in, on every front. So 
we're gonna we continue to monitor that like we monitor everything and we'll continue to do what's best for business for the WWE. Good luck with the show. Thank you very much. Next we'll move to Mike Johnson with PW Insider. Wow. Hey, hey Mike. Paul. Hey Mike. Hey Mike. Uh, whoever Paul. I lost. Yeah, I'm 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 low on totem pole today. Sorry to whoever <laughs> lost money this week. Um <laughs> wanted to ask you about the performance center in the UK. Uh, talk a little bit about who's staffing there, uh, who's running the day-to-day, and how launching the original Performance Center in Orlando, what lessons were learned that allowed you to kind of streamline and better prepare for the second one? Oh, God. If I had to make a list of the things we learned doing the Performance Center uh, since we launched it to where we are now, it would, it would take a, it would be a long phone call. Um, you know, the, the the staffing of it is a is a – an ongoing process and is kind of a, a switching out process. We're p- sending people in and taking people out and moving them in. And I think part of that is also helpful to get the variety of different um, opinions and training and all of it. Um, you know, as, as far as what we learned, I think when, when you, it's the, obviously the performance center in the UK is, is a different size and scope. It's a scaled down slightly version of what we have in the U S there's not as many people, not as much, um, you know, demand on space and time and everything else. Um, we don't yet have the need to have as much, uh, I'll give you an example, language uh, training and things like that. So space for training people language-wise and, you know, d- different opportunities that as time goes by will expand and grow. We knew what the basics are of what we needed to train them in. We knew how we wanted to protect their health and wellness we knew the things that we needed to accomplish there, and we were able to get them nicely in the space that we had. And, and um, you know, uh, we we obviously were over there launching it and, and kind of showing it to everybody, but we've been using it here for a little bit and kind of functioning. And, and it, I, I, I see the clear difference in talent already and just their, their point of view and how they're understanding things and how they're executing them. And, and um, it, it's it's really made a big difference and and even from us, from a production standpoint. Um, So, you know, headed in the right direction, but it'll also be a work in progress as we move forward to make sure that as that grows, the the UK brand grows, the, um, all of it, it continues to morph and grow along with it to, to provide what it needs. All right. And uh, I understand this might be a sensitive subject. So I I'll just come out and ask, Lars Sullivan was heavily promoted. Obviously, he hasn't debuted yet. There's a lot of stories surrounding his status with the company and his well-being. What insight can you give us into Lars Sullivan as we head into the Rumble and the the WrestleMania storylines? Yeah, there's a lot of speculation and stories about everybody um, at all times, and and it's a funny thing if there's any kind of a glitch in – a movement for a moment that leads to everything being speculated about. Uh, there's a lot of talk, but um, Lars is in a good place, and he's uh, we're, we're, nothing has really changed. You know, we're we're moving forward, and uh, you, you'll you'll know when you see it. But it's uh, it, nothing has changed. All right, I thank you for the time as always. Thank you. And next we have Jim Barcelone with Miami Herald. Thank Hello, you, Jim. Uh, hey. On this show, you have War Raiders' Matt Riddle, 2018 signings. What are your thoughts of just how they're developing, and can you give us any insight into any of the newer talent? Yeah, I mean, I think um, 
I, look, here they are at TakeOver when you talk about the War Raiders um, coming off of impressive showing at War Games, coming off of you know all the success they've had and now stepping into the ring for the NXT Tag Team Championships. To me, that's it's a, a statement of how well they've done since they've come in. Um, you know, Matt Riddle is just... It, he he just has an innate charisma that you can't take your eyes off him, right? He's just one of those guys, and um, you know, I think he'll just continue to grow and move forward. Uh, Bianca Belair is one that, to me, just you know, all of a sudden, just kind of came into her own. And, and when you think about it, when we did the first May Young Classic conversation, was I think that might have been one of her first matches that was televised anywhere, or that had been done in a, in a big way that she'd ever had. And, the, and there was conversation around that just going into the first May Young Classic about, do you think she can even do a match? You know, like handle a match in that. Um, that's a dramatic change to where she is now. Shayna Baszler, who was super green and had a little bit of experience, but was super, super green walking in the door is now just, to me, one of the steadies of the division and, and just continuing to grow and carry it. So the growth on everybody to me is phenomenal. And, um, you know, where everybody goes and how they transition here, UK main roster or, uh, you know, Ross Smackdown, what, whatever that is, I think they're all groomed in the right way to have the success that they need to have. Uh, does that work for everybody? Obviously it can't, but like it's, um, they're all groomed and have the tools and are positioned to uh, do amazing things in the future, and hopefully all of them will. And there's a lot coming in behind them, you know, from uh, guys like Punishment Martinez all the way through that are just sitting prime to be, uh, you know, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply the door opening up for them and for them to be able to show the world uh, what they do. And and that just to me raises the bar because if you're in any position, you see all these guys with talent coming up, guys and girls with talent coming up behind you, you want to make sure you're moving in the right direction. And have you all thought about what you guys will be doing with NXT UK during WrestleMania week? And could there be any thoughts in the future of having an NXT UK at WrestleMania week? Yeah, I, I think that's all. Um, obviously, we, you know, with all of this, you have thoughts in mind of where you think it can go, but until you take the next step, then you don't know what the step is after that. Um, I think all of that is on the table. There will definitely be um, involvement. The NXT UK brand will be WrestleMania week. will be involved. Um, we're kind of working through all that now. 
But I, I think when you t- talk about, you know, in Phoenix this weekend, even at access of doing Worlds Collide um, and sort of doing a 205 NXT, NXT UK tournament branded around each other, I see a lot of buzz around that. Fans are very excited for it, and I'm excited for it, to be honest with you. There's a lot of great matchups on there I want to see, and I want to see how the chemistry works and, and how everybody gels. So it's an exciting one to me. Putting that together was fun. Um, I, I think that, that all of that, creates an excitement, different brands, different groupings, different, uh, you know, talent in different places that can come together at various times and, and have those fresh competitive environments make for exciting, um, you know, exciting events and, and opportunities. So as, as it moves forward, all of those brands will be more and more a part of every single thing we do, but also especially WrestleMania week. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Next, we'll take Dave Meltzer with Wrestling Observer. Hey, Dave. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? Good. Good. How's how's um how's training and rehab and everything going? Uh, good. Thanks for asking. I just got uh, just got cleared to actually start training. Which anybody that's had a a serious injury, the difference between rehabbing for a couple of hours a day and actually training. Um, is the difference, you know, it's like difference of trying to get better and then actually better yourself. So, uh, I just got clearance to start training, training. So I'm excited about that. And, uh, as I sit here right now, extremely sore, uh, from that training, uh, which was one week ago, I got the clearance. So the training has been, uh, already stepped up, but, but feeling good, you know, good, good, good. Thanks, um, thanks for asking. Yeah, I guess, um, what, I guess in a perfect world, you know, which it never really is, but how yeah, many Good luck with that many, one. Yeah, right. How many how many UK takeovers do you think is like like the the prime number? Like I'm not saying like oh if you say 5 and you do 4 I'm going to like, you know, I mean like what do you kind of figure is like for this <clears> brand right now at this stage, you know, how, you know, every 3 months, every 4 months, do you have, have kind of like a mental idea of what you want to do with that stuff? Yeah, I'm, you know, it's funny that when we talked about it before the Blackpool takeover, obviously, and it was kind of a let's wait and see what it does. Um, it did spectacular uh, on a lot of levels, and I think now it's a matter for us of routing and seeing where everything fits as you move forward. I want you. Want, I think you want to take it one step at a time and not give them too much Um you want to leave them wanting a little bit more so that you can continue to move it in the right direction. But, you know, the, the one thing about WWE that I think sometimes people lose perspective on, we will do over 500 live events this year across all brands. I don't know, 530, something like that. Um, that's a giant jigsaw puzzle trying to put it all together and the pieces and where everything fits and where you can move this show and what crews go where and where the even just rings where rings logistically go around the world is a large puzzle piece so we're trying to figure all that out um what the specific number is of how many i don't i don't know you know um i i think you can get it to a place where it's similar to nxt now uh you know and and in the you know uh us and you know I think we're doing five uh, takeover events here this year. I think you can get it to there. It's just a matter of how long time it takes and 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 what comes out of it. But we'll take it step by step and uh, you know keep moving it in the right direction. And as far as like rollouts of like you know obviously UK was the first international performance center, and I don't think there's any secret that you're looking at doing 
many others. Um, I mean, do you kind of have like a rollout of like one a year or, you know, two or three in the next couple of years type of an idea? Yeah, I think the, I think a few in the next few years is probably realistic. You know, the the one thing about doing them is, especially when you start to get into, um, you know, like uh, London would be a little bit easier, right? When you talk about North London and doing business there and all those things, it's it's a little bit easier. You start getting into, you know, uh, Latin America. You start getting into India. The conversation becomes a lot more difficult and a lot more complex. So you might think that you have it in a good place to get to in a short period of time might take a little bit longer than you think. Um, but if, if I was to say, you know, rolling out a few over the next few years would probably be accurate. Okay. All right, cool. All right. Well, good luck on your rehab. Dave, thank you very much. Next we'll move to Jan Murphy with Post Media. Hey, Paul. I just wanted to get your opinion on uh, Andrade. Uh, he's had a couple of matches with Rey Mysterio over the last couple of weeks that have gotten a lot of attention. Safe to assume you're not surprised by his rise, but what does it mean when you see someone able to, to make it to that next level on the main roster, which we've seen as anything but a guarantee? Yeah, I'm thrilled. You know, he, he is... Um, he is um, an exceptional talent. I've always thought that, you know, there's there's barriers coming in, you know, with, with him with language and different things that it took us a little bit of, you know, a little bit of time for him to get comfortable and, and everything. But now he's just, you know, he's on fire, uh, to say the least, and just excelling. And, and it's awesome. And I can see his, just even him as a person, just uh, not even talking about performance-wise, just his confidence and his ability just to, uh, to see himself as who he is growing every single week when I see him. And that's an awesome thing to see. Um, you know, hopefully we'll see it more and more. Like you said, none of it is a guarantee. Um, what everybody does with the opportunity and what the opportunity is, it's, it's always a work in progress, but he is a guy that has every opportunity that's been put in front of him. He has capitalized on, you know, knocked the ball out of the park. And, and uh, lately all the ones he's hit have just, keep, they keep sailing. So, I'm I'm really happy for him, and I think he's uh, just a phenomenal talent that has an incredibly bright future. Thank you very much. Next, we'll move to Sean Ross Sapp with Fightful. Hey, Sean. Hey, Paul. Thank you so much. Uh, we've seen photographs, videos of The Rock's daughter, Simone Johnson, training at the Performance Center here and there. Can you give us any insight on that, how it came about, and maybe The Rock's reaction to that happening? And if we're going to see more of her in the future. Yeah, look, I think if you want to know about The Rock's daughter, best person to ask would be The Rock. Uh, you know, um, yeah, I think she probably, uh, well, I know, has the the bug of the business. She has caught the love of it from her father. I think that, you know, even if you were to ask The Rock, there's nothing like that, that electricity, not to sound cliched for him, but the the connection that he has with people and all of that. And, and I think it, it all stems from his time in WWE and his, and, you know, his love of that is evident every time he's around it. I think she sees that as well. And of course, Ada and, you know, it's, it's in her blood. And um, I think that if it's, something she wants to pursue. I know that he is big like I am on, you know, educate, continuing education and taking the right steps and doing everything the right way. Um, 
and I know that he believes that it's a wonderful business that I think he would be, well, I know he, he'd be proud to have her be a part of. So I, the question about, will you see her more in the future? I, I think it would be hard not to see her in the future. We've also seen uh, some things, uh, quite frankly, some Canadian destroyers on NXT and WWE programming that maybe you wouldn't have seen a few years ago. Where is the line drawn on things like that where there are techniques that we didn't see? And is there anything that you see where you maybe go to talent and say, oh, scale it back, try this different? Uh, we're not quite ready for that yet. I think it all just comes down to safety, talent safety. And, um, you know, as as talent are doing things or, or talent that we know can do things safely and, you know, look, I... I look online sometimes and, and see a plethora of kids that have no training or knowing what they're doing and in a wrestling ring in some little town somewhere doing a flip and landing on their head or whatever. And, and the danger level, it's high. And we're looking out for the long-term health of the talent. So it all comes down to things that can be performed and performed safely. And if we feel like there's a risk of it not being performed safely, then we're not going to allow it to happen. Um, we're not going to allow it to be done um, for their own well-being because, you know, it's they're, they're thoroughbred horses. They'll run themselves into the ground, and we have to protect them from that. And and um, what we do is dangerous, and it's a, a very physical business. Injury rate, it's just a given. You're, if you're not going to do this for a living and not get injured at some point in time. You assume that risk coming in, but the, you, you need to be able to manage it, and we need to be able to ones to manage it for you and with you. So it just comes down to the talent and knowing the things that they can do safely and having that belief in them that they can do it safely, um, not taking away the risk totally, but knowing that it, it the, the chances are it'll be done safely and properly. Thank you, Paul. I always appreciate you doing these. I, I appreciate you guys being a part of them. Next, we'll move to Nick Houseman with Wrestling Incorporated. Hi, Paul. Thanks so much for taking the time today. Hey, sorry, it cut out for a sec. I didn't get the, the name. I'm sorry. Oh, well, it's Nick Hausman with Wrestling Inc. Nice to oh, talk hey, to you, Paul. Hey, Nick. Yeah, no, sorry. I just It cut out when she was saying the name, and neither one of us caught it. I wasn't sure. Hey, Nick, how are you? Good. I'm good. It's fine. Wow, what a, what a headache here to start this off. Uh, well, uh, my question <laughs> was, you guys uh, obviously just called up uh, talent to the main roster. Is the same going to be done uh, after WrestleMania like it has in the past? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't have a crystal ball to see. I think there's there's uh, thoughts around where talent will move at all times and and how that works. And um, so it's it really is a work in progress. It comes down to what's needed, when, and how. Um, and we're constantly evaluating that. It's not a thing where we just say, okay, on this date we're doing this. And so sometimes that happens. But I mean, more likely than not, if we need it, it happens. If we don't, it won't. Um, it just comes down to what's what's best for the all levels of the product um, at that time. Uh, and my follow-up is uh, about uh, the move to Fox coming up later this year with WWE. Has there been any talks about moving NXT to a platform like FS1 or something else like that? I, I think at this point in time, we're concentrated right now on moving SmackDown to Fox and what that will mean and, and everything else. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about a lot of things and um, 
you know, we're constantly evaluating, much like everything else, and as we were talking about before, constantly evaluating stuff. But as as far as the Fox relationship goes, we're thrilled and um, excited to go there, and are are you know working on what that will look like in the process and everything else. So you know, we're we're kind of focused on that. Cool. All right. Thank you very much for the time. Thank you. All right. The next outlet will be the last questions. We'll take that from Ryan Satin with Pro Wrestling Sheet. Hey, Paul. Thanks for doing this. Hey, Ryan. Glad I snaked in here at the end here. <laughs> yeah, you, you, caught, you, you caught the edge. <laughs> uh, my question is about the call-up process in general now that NXT UK exists. Do, do they, can the NXT UK wrestlers be called up straight away from there, or would they probably be called up to NXT first before being brought up to the main roster? Like, How is that going to work out now? I think it'll depend on the level of of talent and who's ready for what, but like, look at the end of the day, um, everybody that is in with, within this is, is a part of the WWE. So, uh, you know, move, switch over, whatever, however you want to call it, uh, that can happen at any point in time for anybody. Um, it, it really just comes down to who's ready for what position where, and, and you want people to be as prepared as they can be, uh, for the transition to being, you know, on Raw or SmackDown or whatever that move is, you, you want them to be uh, to have all the tools and be positioned to do it right. So if there's something that, you know, when, when you watch the show, sometimes it's not always evident to see the things that people maybe need to work on or change uh, to move into a, posi- a different position. You know, sometimes it's behind the scenes things sometimes it's on camera things uh, but we want to make sure that they're positioned in the right way at all times for the most success possible uh whenever they move and and that's a move whether that's from uk to nxt nxt to uk or um you know raw smackdown whatever that is we want to prepare them for success in the best way possible yeah that makes sense and then lastly on the topic of international performance centers um, you, you've kind of talked about India being one of the, you know, one of the possible future international expansion, expansions for global localization. Uh, is there any specific areas in India that you'd like to have a performance center in? So it, a lot of that comes down to, you know, that's, I think part of the process we're going through now is where, what regionally is the best area to put it in, what gives us the most, you know, when, uh, much like everywhere else in the world, we have m- massive partners over there for our distribution deals and everything else. So it's where's the most advantageous for us to, to be on the ground with a team operating and a brand and everything else that uh, we can be, you know, the most connected to the marketplace there and to our partners and to be able to strategically use utilize all of it so it, it's analyzing all those things and and as um our our new business deals take place there it'll it'll you know shape the thinking of where we're looking to go um in the meantime we're working on all the you know base case scenarios for a lot of different locations and then we'll we'll decide what the best one is and we'll move forward awesome thank you so much thanks ryan All right, folks, that'll wrap up the call for this week. We're going to do another one after takeover. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.